house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this concert a little bit. Did I rush it? Felt like I rushed it. That was good. I liked it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Big Easy Bets podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Greetings. With us on the ones and twos, Joseph Ascani. What it do? Episode 134, it's Feast Week, College Football Week 13, NFL Week 12. We're two days away from Thanksgiving. I would say this is one of the best weeks of the year for football slate. Yeah. Would you agree? Um. Yeah. I mean, you got stacked. I say stack. You got three games on Thursday, the Egg Bowl on Thursday, three NFL, and then you got the Egg Bowl, and then all day Friday. And you basically have two Saturdays. Mm-hmm. And there's good games on Friday, too. So, episode 134, I'm increasing my unit this week, and I'm increasing the – I mean, I always have a decent amount of games in college, but I'm going to have a few more. Uh, I might add as well on the way uh, as we progress. But I would say it was just a fucking scratching and clawing. That's how I feel this whole year. Just scratching this and clawing. This was the most annoying week ever for me. And you still overall went positive. So Yeah, biggest combined. bet ever on Marshall. Biggest bet of the year? Yeah. Or ever? Only ever. Ever? Yeah. In the four <laughs> years that we've done this podcast? In my whole life. Do you want to disclose the amount? No. Or do you want to keep it close to Come the best? On. But um, my biggest. I fucking pissed most of it away with my fucking bricks picks, <laughs> which we'll get to that yeah. because. No, yeah, I feel like so. I'm so aggravated. So last those. week, last week my lock was pit, and you were on it as well, hit by a fucking mile. And then I gave out Marshall. Turns out, actually, no, yeah, you were on pit. And then it turns out it was my lock at the end of the uh, college portion. Then I give out Marshall, and then turns out it's your lock. Both hit with ease. Pit a little bit easier than Marshall, but Marshall was never really. You could tell it was never really in doubt. Uh, so now we got to run that back and see if uh, we do it a third week in a row. College football, 15, 4, and 3 on picks that we both agree on. So that's fucking good. But before we get to the recap, we will do our best and worst of the week. I have a triple for my worst. We'll start with the best. Um, I'll go first. The best thing I saw this week was, I don't know if y'all saw it, Ben Watson and Peter Burns. Oh, I did see that. That was funny. So Ben Watson and Peter Burns are on SEC Network along with Takeo Spikes, who was a fucking Oh, wait, was that the wife? Yeah. Yeah, And then some fucking no-name host. Uh, who nobody cares about. But anyway, Peter Burns calls out Ben Watson for not wearing the same color suit. I think it was a black suit. Calls him out for not having the same color suit. He's like, I guess you didn't get the memo. And so he says, yeah, I'm wearing whatever. He said, as long as my wife texts me and tells me I look good, then that's all that matters. And I don't know why Peter Burns took offense to that and goes, yeah, well, she texted me the same thing. (laughs) And you could so quickly tell the energy shift at that table. And Ben Watson was like, on live television? You going to do that on live television? And then they go to commercial and they come back and it's just Ben Watson coming back. 
and you can tell he's fucking pissed. He slams his phone on the table. Peter Burns is still in the back. Must have been cleaning up, fucking wiping wiping blood off of his eyes. Um, yeah, that was awkward when they came back. Oh, massively awkward, yeah. And, and Peter Burns, tech, he tweeted like four times about it. And was like, I do owe him a public apology. And, and you can just tell he probably went back there and was like, I oh, will beat the fuck out of you. Yeah. <laughs> but Set him straight. That shit was hilarious, though. And the other two at the table, you could tell, were like, extremely uncomfortable oh yeah oh yeah and then the, the host guy was like did you tell him keep my wife's name out your mouth <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what he said nice. that shit was hilarious he's um, and then watson was just like huh yeah oh you could he tell was he was yeah he was no he's super living. religious yeah so no yeah, yep. you you could tell and he and he's got a huge family i didn't so. even know that was ben watson yeah he played for the saints yeah well, when you said that, that's why I was like, no, I, I didn't see what you're talking about until you described it. Yeah. No, yeah, that was the best thing I saw this week for sure. I thought that was hilarious. What was the best thing you saw? Oh, um, did y'all see that player for Ole Messi got his helmet stolen? No. Yeah. By who? A fan. <laughs> and the fans <laughs> trying to escape up the <laughs> with the helmet. Fucking did stairs. they catch him? Yeah, he's oh, like, I'm hey, sorry. you had a helmet with him. <laughs> An Ole Miss helmet. Yeah, Jeez, no, I um, didn't see that. That's awesome. That is funny. But the the player was like, what the hell? And you could see, like, the video shows the player, like, doing this. And then it shows a guy running up the stairs with with his helmet in his hand. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, I didn't see that at all. Who did Ole Miss play? Arkansas. Arkansas. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, that was a wacky-ass game. Yeah. Um, All right, what was the best thing you saw this week? It might have – I don't know when it was. It might have been today, honestly, but I thought it was funny – Melvin Gordon got released, and then yeah. his farewell post. I thought yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. He's a fucking piece of shit, though. Oh no, he's maybe not as a person, as a football player. Yeah, my God, he fumbles so fucking. No, they much. have they have the right to be a little bit of a upset with Melvin Gordon with what he did. Yeah, Javante Williams literally tore his ACL, and they were like, "Still get this dude the yep. fuck out of here." Latavius Murray is the lead <laughs> yeah. back now. I thought uh, it was funny though that little. Farewell post. Yeah, it was, but it's like, like, good God, can you hold on to the fucking football? <laughs> yeah. My God. Yeah. Um. All right, what was the worst thing you saw this week? Um. Back to Ole Miss, the, the reports. And then Kiffin's now denying them. Yeah, he might ruin that one reporter's career. Yeah, he's like... Matt Moscona even came out and was like, this is career ending if he, if yeah. he, if he really doesn't go. Uh-huh. I, I don't I, think he's going to go. Part of me feels like he might have been considering it, like on the fence, and now that this guy came out and yeah, said he's, it, he's like, like, fuck it, I'm staying. Well, there's been other rumors that... um. Like, you know, Saban's getting towards the end of his career. They're saying yeah. that Kiffin could go take could be in line for the Alabama job and that that's kind of understood. Yeah. And but they're they're like, if out. if he were to go to Auburn, I mean, Auburn and Alabama, that's huge rivals. It's like that yeah. might be off the table now. <laughs> yeah. If so that he, were to so happen. he might ride out a couple more years. Yeah. Miss. But it's like typically when they sign these coaches, though, they sign them to like fucking 10-year deals now. Yeah. Brian Kelly got a 10-year deal. Uh, Mel Tucker, I think, got a 10-year deal. Or at least it was multiple years. Yeah, been 10, ten years. But so it's like, is Ole Miss going to try to lock Kip? I heard it's long term. What they're, or at least it's a, it's a big deal. What they're talking about. Yeah, they always will buy him out. You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, but yeah, I thought that was funny because he holds the power now to just fucking ruin the reputation of that reporter. So I'm sure that guy. Probably yeah, he even did tweeted out his own little thing, a picture of like a yeah. uh, fucking something typed up. Yeah, he made we, his own graphic. Yeah, he was just like replaced all. His name with the reporter's name and yeah. was like, telling, oh, oh, saying that. the reporter's yeah, gonna take a job I did somewhere see that. else. Yeah, and then like the, the guy at that other news station was like, "Well, I don't think my job's in jeopardy, but maybe." Like yeah. the, the lead reporter uh-huh. where he said he was going. Yeah, no, that was funny. 
Um, Kiffin's always doing shit like that. Like, oh, you, he's a big troll. Yeah, but he talked a lot of shit about Brian Kelly, so now he's looking like a big dipshit. Yeah. Um, all right, Joseph, what was the worst thing you saw this week? We already touched on it, my fantasy. Oh, yeah. For those that don't know, Joseph <laughs> had a point. For four. those who don't know, hold on, apparently, hold on. Let me ask set the these table. guys yeah, and let me bench set your table. players let me because set that's what everybody does, Let apparently. me set the table. Nobody, See, we didn't set the table, so nobody knows what yeah, we're even talking about. Uh, Joseph had like a 0.4 lead in fantasy with Rondell Moore to play. So we had thought, like Nick said, he thought to himself that Joseph was going to bench Rondell Moore, so there was no way to lose. Well, Rondell Moore on the first drive took a jet sweep for a loss of six and then strained his groin. Out for the game. Didn't come back in, didn't touch the ball. I mean, that's an all-time, like, That'd be not bad. to be believed. Like, yeah, that is pretty bad. That's, like, it's the horrible. worst. That's probably the worst ever. Well, and it's just, like, salt in the wound for me. Um, well, like, some people get you, fucked. Some people get fucked with, like, the quarterback kneels. Yeah. That sucks. Um, I'm a historically bad fantasy football player, at least in this league. You're looking worst. at a reigning champion in my other league. Um, yeah, in the fucking Teletubby League with three players. Ten this man. Is, this is the one that matters. It's not it's as solid always, as ours. Mine's always been the one that matters. It is. It's a big money league. It's always it's always been the the cream of the crop. It's the, the It is. So so it's the what big you money did, league. It what matters you did most. over there on Sesame Street doesn't matter. Well, I mean five hundred dollars in my account says otherwise. Yeah, but see you could just be making that up. We don't know. Oh no, I have the Yeah, proof. no, you don't. But anyway, I'm I come in second to last every every year. year. I have not come in any place but I've second won to this last. league. Nick's won this league and I mean, and I've never made the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. And I started two and six this year. I was four and six until this bullshit Rondell Moore. I hate Rondell Moore. <clears throat> I hate you. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, not to be believed. All time fucking fantasy bad beat for sure. But you should have sat him. Um. All right. The worst thing I saw this week. I have three parts. Three completely different things, but three. Uh, they're, they're in. They're staggered by uh, how bad. Number three. Was Hendon Hooker's ACL injury that sucks oh, yeah. for him? Yeah, Having that an does incredible suck. year, absolutely lighting it up in a game where they were getting shit on by South Carolina, which nobody I feel like saw that coming. Um, yeah, but and I heard people trying to say uh, that had to do something. Like, no, they were getting beat before that. No, they were going to lose that. They game. were going to lose regardless. Yeah, they were going to lose that game before he got hurt, in my opinion. But silver lining could be that maybe he falls to the Saints in the second round, and then maybe he saves the franchise. But would you take him if he fell? I don't know how good he's going to be. Really? Yeah. You think it's a system? Um, Like you think it's just Tennessee's offense? Josh Heupel, those receivers? Yeah. All right, we'll call back to that later. Um, Second thing. So, I, okay, yeah, the second word. The Homeowners Association keeps leaving me letters. His name's Ray. He keeps leaving letters of shit that... He said we need to pull the weeds out the garden. In the Careful. Front. What do you mean? You well, you think Ray's watching. listening? I hope Ray's know, listening. I hope know. Ray's listening. So I left the garbage cans out for maybe 48 hours past when garbage got picked up. They pick up garbage on Tuesday and Thursday. So I was like, I'll just leave it out there. It's fucking Thursday. So I go put more garbage in the can. Well, Ray dropped a letter by and said, you need, to pay, you need to remove your garbage cans from the street. I'm about to start sending Ray letters because I have a fucked up ditch out there from them digging up the fiber 
you dig in ditches sometimes. Mm-hmm. Does that look like good work? They didn't <laughs> fix your yard right. No. They actually kind of halfway fixed it and then came back out and dug it up again and made it worse. And they haven't come back since? No. <sighs> no, they didn't. The guy actually came by. It's Vexus. It's the um, fiber optic internet. And he, he's come by five times, leaves a card every time. I just leave his cards on the doorstep. So every time he comes up, he sees the cards laying there. I'm just leaving him there to let him know, like, fuck off. So finally he comes while we're home. Or I was home every time. I just don't answer the door. This time I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll answer the door. I open it. He says, uh, hey, I'm with Vexus. There's cards scattered on the ground. His Vexus cards. It's like I know. He No way he didn't see them. They were all over. So he says, uh, we're in the neighborhood. We're, we're installing this and that. I was like, did y'all... Is that y'all by the ditch? And he's like, ha, 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 yeah, that was us. I was like, oh, okay. He's like, well, let me let me see if I can call somebody and maybe we can get that fixed up. I was like, yeah, maybe we should do that. And then maybe we'll consider getting Vexus. We're not getting Vexus, but I want my fucking yard fixed. But um, they fucking destroyed the ditch. And Ray wants to keep giving me homeowners association letters. Dude, tread lightly. What do you mean? HOA, bro. They don't play. Yeah, well, Ray. You're going to get the city on you? I'm going to go start putting everybody's garbage cans by yeah, the street. Civili- There's a garbage can by the street right now, and it's not mine. Yeah, he doesn't want to go to war with me. <laughs> he doesn't. Um, third thing, Starbucks. You don't really drink coffee. Well, you do, but you don't go to Starbucks, right? No. And you definitely don't. Mm-mm. So Starbucks thinks they're fucking slick around the holiday season. It used to be $4.86 for a venti cold brew coffee. What is venti? 24 ounces. That's the large? Yeah. No, it's not. Grande's large. Okay. No, Trenta's large. All these fucking stupid. Grande Jesus. does mean large. Go watch Role Models. It, yeah. it breaks it down. <laughs> it's perfect. So they $4.86. Well, they upped it without telling anybody. Now it's five oh eight. So now they just unveiled this new system where they fucking, instead of just giving you your card back after you pay, they hand you this fucking tablet and they want oh, you yeah. to tip. Would you like to tip? I'm hitting no every time now. Yeah. I got I got guilted into it today yeah. and I will never do it again. I understand that. It's $5 for a coffee. You want me, the minimum tip's a dollar. Right. I have to tip you 20. I, I go to Star, I've gone to Starbucks fucking twice today. This is, I got a 30 ounce and then I got a 24 ounce. And I'll be at Starbucks in the morning. So that'd be $3 that I tip. That's almost another coffee. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't like how they I do find that. something wrong with that. Well, a lot of the places don't even give you the reader. They'll ask you. And did you want to leave a tip today? Yeah, push and It's on like, the what, spot. Do do? Now, what do no, you no, do? No, no, literally tomorrow, because I'll be in line tomorrow. And she's going to say, do you want to leave a tip? I, I'll video myself doing it. Just I'm say, just going to stare at her. Or just say no. No, I'm going to just go like this. I'm just going to. And just stare at it. Yeah, I'll video myself doing it. I'll never tip at Starbucks again. They're fleecing. They're fleecing everybody. It's a five dollar coffee. It used to be four eighty six. You've already upped the price. Now you want a tip for pulling the lever to fucking pour tip the tip on the brew? difference. Twenty two cents. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna fucking. There's a tip jar on the counter. There's a tip jar on the drive through window. Yep. No, I, I I think it's uh it's highway robbery in my opinion. The holiday season when everybody's trying to get by, you got presents to get, and now we got to pay an extra, right, an extra dollar for a coffee. I don't think so. You don't ever go to Starbucks, huh? 
Rarely. It's overpriced. I mean, it is. Do you like PJs? Um, I don't really like like the places that much. No? Yeah, I don't know. I don't I'd rather, if they had cowboys in there pouring a coffee, then I would rather go. Cowboys? But since it's like, it's just like, it's a little too feminine, you know? You want cowboys? <laughs> yeah, I want like what? fucking cowboy brew, brew my coffee. Hell yeah. Not little. I don't know that I little, want cowboys making my coffee. Whatever. I know what you mean, bro. Not, not in a gay type of way. <laughs> like Brokeback Mountain. Uh, yeah, that's here. exactly where my brain went. All right, whatever. <laughs> you want them shirtless? <laughs> no, I want them with big jackets. Fucking lots of jackets. Shirtless Wrangler jeans. Oh High-waisted. The point I'm getting is if I don't need someone with purple hair fucking <laughs> making my fucking coffee, all right? I knew that's where you are going with that. Oh, <laughs> oh, shit. That's great. I'm with you. Like Magic Mike? No. Channing Tatum? <laughs> like fucking John Wayne, dude, but with all the clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> With all the clothes on, huh? Ah, fuck. <laughs> I didn't want I wasn't right going to say it, but that is exactly where my brain immediately <laughs> when he said cowboys. He goes, not in the gay way or anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. That might be my new best of the week right there. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> well, then, yeah, clearly somebody's missing the mark on a... Uh, like a marketing tool or or like a branding yeah, for a coffee genius. shop. <laughs> Cowboy coffee. Yeah. Um, man. Mm. All right. Where do we go from there? Yeah. Um all right. So we'll recap last week. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at him and he's like Well, you know he was like staring. I wish I never said that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Um All right. So last week I went 3-3 three, three, and 1. We started it off with I actually had no middle middle of the week uh college football which was for the first time in a while. Uh so had Wisconsin Nebraska under 40. This uh never really was in danger. I, I, I there was a lot of shit going on. Uh, it was like kind of an overtime situation though. Huh? That yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And so that was like the only thing, but yeah, the, it, that ended up not being the case, luckily. Uh, Marshall minus four was Nick's lock of the week. Uh, I felt very good about it as well, and I wish it was my lock of the week, but it wasn't. But Marshall covers. Um, I, I never – it wasn't as easily as, like, I guess I thought the scoreboard would dictate, but I never really f- was that worried. No, it wasn't really a doubt, but, like – Like, the defense played so well. So, that, we'll, I'll just – I got, like, some notes – yeah, Marshall outgained them five hundred twenty nine to three hundred eighty four, which it translates indicates to a domination. bigger than yeah. It indicates that they should have scored more than twenty three points. Yeah, since they put up five hundred twenty nine yards of total Sanchez offense. Sanchez mobile, dude. Yeah, they played well, I thought, but it was just um when when um Georgia Southern scored, it was they got a, broke off a few explosive runs, yeah. so it was just like yeah. No, it got to the point where, like, okay, Marshall was able to pin their ears back and go. That dude Porter's really yeah. good, 55, the white dude. Um, they've got some guys. So, but, yeah, minus four, they cover uh, 
easily enough. Penn State minus 19. So this one against Rutgers was fresh off the worst beat of my life, which we're about to get to. And then Penn State was fucking around with him a little bit too. Clifford, dude, Clifford's just not that good. No. He's not. And, and But luckily their defense is. And they got a, I think it was a scoop and score touchdown. And then they got multiple turnovers. And then basically the floodgates just opened. So it was 19-point spread. They won by at least 30. Um, so in the very beginning, because I was shell-shocked, it looked like, okay, we're going to get screwed here again. But they ran away with it. Uh, Duke and Pitt under 53 was my lock of the week. So all you motherfuckers out there that like to talk about, ah, oh, bad pick, bad pick. This was the best pick that's never that didn't win. This was the best pick that didn't win. And it was so eerily reminiscent of Clemson Notre Dame under when LSU upset Bama on the bottom TV. I had Clemson and Notre Dame in that game. There was a block punt resulting in a touchdown. There was bullshit ass blown coverage. There was a pick six where if the guy just gets tackled, then the under hits. And then there was a meaningless touchdown there at the end to hit the over. Duke and Pitt, under 53, a lot of wind in the forecast. Starts out great. Then you have, I, I don't remember who was punting. I think Duke was punting. And block punt. They get the ball, great field position. Within the next, like, three plays results in a touchdown. Then you have a great punt back inside the 10-yard line in the Duke returner, I think it was Calhoun, this dumb moron. Doesn't field it, but doesn't get out of the way and lets it just roll towards him and bounce off his leg and get recovered inside the 10-yard line. I think it was inside the 5-yard line for an easy pit touchdown. Then you have a booming punt out of bounds at the 3, going to pin him deep with two offenses that haven't been able to do shit all day. You get roughing the punter. Give him 15-yard penalty. They have it on the other side of the 50. They go down and score like it's nothing. Then right before halftime, 10 seconds left, busted coverage, wide open touchdown. Then let's fast forward to the second half because we had a scoreless third quarter, which was the trend in the first half. If we could just do the simple fucking thing, special teams was an absolute nightmare. Special teams single-handedly accounted for 21 points in this game. Like just bullshit, easy, easy to do special teams tasks. And we, we fucking couldn't get it done. Scoreless third quarter. We go to the fourth. <clears throat> busted coverage. Safety fucking goes to nowhere, takes a nap, easy walk-in touchdown for Duke. Then it's like, okay, we're still fine. That's how fucking good of a bet this was, that all that bullshit happened. We were still fine. Then you have a fumble by Duke, I believe. It could have been Pitt. Scoop and score. Same thing. You tackle him, we're running off another minimum three to four minutes. Nope, scoop and score, touchdown. And then we're still fine after all of that. We're still fine. <clears throat> Duke has the ball. Fourth and 19. Really, it was fourth and 18, but to get the first, it would have been at the one-yard line. So call it fourth and goal from the 19. Last play. No timeouts. You don't get it. We win. Under hits. He goes in untouched. How? And I texted y'all, and I was like, I just have a feeling because they did the same shit in the first half. That's basically, it wasn't as far out. It was from like the 10, but... Bullshit, not paying attention, easy touchdown with 10 seconds to go in the first half. Yeah, that was terrible. Mm. 
The they ending was even, so and that's terrible. that's their best fucking because linebacker. Because they go and call a timeout, and they're fucking spend all this time getting the defense ready. It's fourth and why 18. Did, why did they only have three people in the end zone? They had three people in the end zone. Then they well, had, the running back just runs fucking out the backfield wide open up the seam. But in that, the, that linebacker, number seven, that's their best linebacker. It's their best player on the defense. He's the one closest to it, and he starts pointing at other people like, what do you do? It's like, motherfucker, put all 11 guys at the fucking line. Put them all. Put them all at the fucking goal line for all I care, and then just don't let them go past you. Yeah, or just play somewhat of a regular defense and fucking. I couldn't believe it, dude. Yeah, no, it's like you just gave them everything underneath. You gave them. Well, it's like they gave them so everything. Mu- so they much gave space. Them, yeah, they gave them everything underneath, uncontested, but then didn't converge to the ball. No, I couldn't believe it. It was literally like it was wild that no one saw him running up there, just no one around him until the ball was thrown and caught. And so we had under 53, all of that bullshit, and the total hits at 54. We go over. That was my lock of the week. That was, I, I'm, I'm confident. <clears throat> I'm confident when I say that that was the worst bad beat I've ever been a part of because there was so much bullshit, like things that don't happen often. And there was five of them that happened in one game. So Duke Pitt under 53, my lock of the week does not hit. Eerily reminiscent of my lock of the week, Notre Dame and Clemson. A week is same thing with the LSU under against Alabama. Mm-hmm. I should have been five and three that week. Instead, I'm three and five. This week we go three, three and one. Should have been four and two and one. UCLA plus three, we push. Dorian Thompson Robinson did not rise to the occasion. Yeah, that's he's, what I got. He's, here. he's the reason UCLA lost this game. He three picks. Yeah, yeah, and bad, bad picks too. Like not. Like, like all on him, just horrible decisions. UCLA, USC under 75. What a dumb fucking bet. What a fucking dumb bet. Yeah, there was 1,162 total yeah. yards off. I, I mean, I, well, well, UCLA did not do what Charbonnet was running great. Yeah. They were not stopping him. Just give him the fucking ball. Well, stop. If DT, especially after the first half when he had those two turnovers and you gave USC a field goal there at the end, I thought for sure they're going to come out and try to establish the run now. And maybe like change up a little bit, try to lean on Charbonnet more, but no, they came out and just tri- put everything on the back of DTR, and he fucking couldn't do it. So I thought that they were going to run the ball a little bit more. They had success. They didn't commit to it. It is what it is. It was a bad pick. There were so many points scored in this game. I don't even remember what the final score was, but was it, it was in the fifties, right? Forty-eight, forty-five. Okay, so yeah, not even close. Uh, and then we had the Utah Oregon over sixty-one and a half. Utah decided to put together like two separate eight-minute drives that resulted in no points. At least, yeah, one but got this was a se- kind of a same thing where, well, this was a weird game because look, I got Utah plus three. Then, like shortly after we recorded, maybe a couple of days, um. It's breaking that Bo Nix isn't going to play. Yes. <clears throat> and then he plays. Yeah, so I was keeping an eye on it. The total didn't move. The spread flipped, but the total didn't move, which I thought was odd. But, yeah, it was because a player came out and said, like, he's probably not going to play. Yeah, and then, like, all the, the market totally flipped. It went to Utah was then two-point favorites at the time or maybe even two-and-a-half-point favorites. Mm-hmm. And then I guess maybe – News started breaking that he was going to play, and then I think Oregon closed it at a point favorite or something. Yeah. But, no, yeah, this is the same thing where Cam Rising played bad. Yeah, he did. Three yeah. picks. Yeah, it's like he's – They ran the ball all over Oregon. Yeah. No, he's an enigma. I don't get it. I don't. He, he'll play great one week, and then, like, when they played USC, he played great, like, really well. And, and yeah, I don't know. 
It's like, which player are you going to get? So, but yeah, so I go three, three, and one. Um, you went three, three, and two. Yeah. We've already touched on Marshall, UCLA. New uh, Mexico was the first one on Friday. Minus 14 and a half. Plus um, Okay, yeah, plus 14 and a half. They lost by 24. They are not any good. <laughs> That's basically the yeah. basis of that one. Um, then I'm going to go ahead and recap Houston real quick. Houston plus six. They have 515 total yards. Um, ECU really struggled in this one to uh, score. Houston won 42 to three. Then we're going to my bricks picks. These are the ones that annoyed me the most because um, – we had Wisconsin minus 10. Remember, this is Big Ten football here. Wisconsin minus 10. Wisconsin rushed the ball for 235 yards, averaging 3.7 line yards per rush, and outgained Nebraska 318 to 171. Casey Thompson threw the ball for 106 yards, and Nebraska only rushed the ball for 65 yards. And somehow Wisconsin still only won the game by one point. <laughs> um, that's complete domination from start to finish. Thanks a lot, Mertz, because it's was your fault because you suck. He does suck. Yeah, and like, look, another stat that I didn't write down was that was um, Nebraska only had two opportunities to score, which an opportunity to score is categorized by crossing the opponent's forty yard line. Mm-hmm. They only crossed it twice the whole game. <laughs> Both resulted in touchdowns. Yeah, Graham Mertz. Best game of his career was against Illinois. The first game of his career. This might have been when I bet against him. He threw one pass. The win was bad in this game, but he threw one pass that was just. That's so. It's so reminiscent of my betting career. The one time I bet against Graham Mertz because I look into the Illinois defense. I feel yeah. He plays the game of his life because I said he wasn't going to be ready for this moment. I don't think he's going to do very well in this game. I think he's going to put a lot of balls up for grabs, and Illinois is going to be able to get a few takeaways. They had great corners that year. He throws five touchdowns. I think he had one incompletion. And then everything that I said I thought he was going to do in that game, he's done for the rest of his entire career. Yeah. Yeah, no, but he he was ineffective. Um but it, it gets worse. Minnesota minus two and a half. They rushed the ball for 312 yards, <laughs> averaging 3.5 line yards per rush, 6.2 yards per carry, outgained Iowa 399 to 280. Iowa only rushed the ball for 59 yards. The advanced box score had Minnesota's postgame win expectancy at 95%. <laughs> they lost this game by three. So you go 3-3-2. Three, three and two. <clears throat> Joseph swept the board. Let's give Joseph a round of applause there. 4-0. That's a good week. That's a great week, actually. Thank you, thank you. 4-0, Baylor plus three. They lose by one on a walk-off, which was wild. TCU runs the ball with no timeouts. Yeah, real quick. It was a it was a good cover, but it was kind of a double-edged sword because, I mean, we'd probably be at number four right now with Tennessee losing the way they did. Oh, if Baylor um, pulls off that upset, I yeah. could see us jumping TCU there. So they're going to come out with... We're number five. They already came out with it? Yeah. Is US, who's four? Four is TCU. So USC didn't jump nope, us. They jumped six. us in the AP. Yeah. yeah. Good. Fuck them. That was dumb. They, why? No, they they get penalized for playing UAB? Right. And covering? Yeah. Yeah, so it was like... <sighs> I really wish they almost didn't get the field goal team on in time. I don't no, know yeah, if the y'all fact, were watching. The fa- I, well, I, no, saw I saw it. The it, fact yeah. that they ran the football there with no timeouts was, was really ballsy. Yeah, that it was, was wild. Stupid. And they're not that good. 
They're not the fourth no, best they team aren't. in the country. No, so absolutely not. We're, we're headed for – we need them to – who do they play this week? Uh, Iowa, Iowa State. State. And then they, they play could, the Big 12 championship. They could we, slip up here too. Yeah. Uh, Iowa State's so uh, yeah, fucking bad. I don't but know if it's, it's but, still but regardless, we need them to lose yeah. for obvious reasons with LSU, but also for the fact that they're going to get skull-fucked in the first round of the oh, playoff. Yeah. They're going to yeah. they're going to end up playing Georgia if they get in and they're going to get fucking trounced, dude. Yeah. Oh, and it'll be some bullshit spread where it's fucking horrible to pick a side. So, it's going to be yeah. it's going to be bad. Uh so Baylor plus 3, uh even with the walk-off field goal from uh TCU, Baylor still covers. USC UCLA over 74 and a half was an easy fucking bet. Imagine taking the under in that game. LSU minus 14 and a half against UAB. It felt a little fishy just because UAB is good at running the ball. Not fishy, but it was, I don't know. UAB is not a bad team, but LSU handled them. So, mm-hmm. uh, And then Washington State, you keep going back to the well. I don't know what they are against the spread. but Seven and three. That's very good. Minus three and a half, your lock of the week. So four and oh across the board. Brings you to 22, 26 and one. Seven and six in your locks of the week. I go three, three and one. Brings me to... Even across the way, 49, 49, and four, but five, seven, and one in my locks of the week because I can't get fucking lucky at all. And then Nick goes three, three, and two, 48, 31, and six, and still only one loss in your locks of the week, 11, one, and one. Beast. Which is very impressive. Um, Beast. That's a good percentage. And I wasn't all that lucky in the loss. What do you mean? Uh, It was UAB. Against Western. Oh Kentucky. yeah, when the start, <laughs> yeah. yeah, down there. Well, the quarterback gets hurt. Yeah, and and they really did. That is the crazy. Yeah. Oh, when we were in Arizona. If yeah. the quarterback oh, doesn't yeah. get hurt, it's a it's a win. Yeah, and they no were still right it. there inside the fifteen yard line. Yeah, with and yeah, he throws a bad pick. Yeah, so realistically, could be twelve zero and one. We pushed the very first week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did get lucky with one of them. Really lucky with Houston against Memphis. Had a recovery oh, once I kick. Yeah. yeah. No, you've had yeah. the ball bounce your way this week, which you have to to have success in sports betting. You have to get lucky along the way. You, There's no way that anyone – like, obviously, you're making very good picks, but I, I definitely believe you have to have the ball bounce your way along the way some as well mm-hmm. because Vegas is so fucking good at hitting these – at putting out these numbers that, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's a mix of good picks. It goes both ways. This is what you get, I feel like, when you're making good picks and you've got the ball bouncing your way a little bit. Yeah. You get 48, 31, and 6, 11. I mean, 11, 1, and 1 in your locks is fucking impressive. Um, but, all right, we turn our attention to Feast Week, college football week 13. And we will start it off with – can you hand me that? Can you unplug that and hand that to me? We will start it off with the Egg Bowl, Mississippi State, and Ole Miss. Are you on it? No. No. I decided to stay away after the f- – I don't know what to make of all the the news and the crap. It just <laughs> – I don't know what's going to happen here. Are you on it? Yeah. Yeah, how are you not betting the Egg Bowl? I'm not betting the Egg Bowl. That's he crazy. Will. It's going to be one of his yeah. breaks. Yeah, but he but he does that on Saturday. <laughs> I can I can fucking sure make us. a Thanksgiving special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, so – I'll let you go first then. Who are you taking in the Egg Bowl? Uh, I'm taking Mississippi State. Okay. Plus two and a half here. Is that what you got it at? Yes. Um, I like that hook too. Uh, but you, you look at Ole Miss last week. I mean, their defense is terrible. Um, 
That game wasn't as close as you would think it is looking at the final score. It was 35-6 to at halftime. They just got ran all over by Arkansas. Arkansas ran for 335 yards that game. Uh, and Arkansas is a team that Mississippi State already beat this year, 40-17, to where where Will Rogers threw for 400 yards and three touchdowns. Um, did K.J. Jefferson play that game? I don't know if he did Against Arkansas State yeah. in Arkansas? Oh, Arkansas uh, State. I thought you said no, 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 no. Arkansas no, versus Mississippi think, State. No. Jefferson was out against Mississippi State. Okay, yeah. so yeah, I put an asterisk by that. Um, oh, I didn't even know that he was out that game. That uh, I'm pretty sure he's yeah. been out. State won. He's been out a lot. Yeah. Well, that was earlier. I thought that. Okay. Um, but yeah, no. The so, point you make, what even Ole Miss's defense has shown, they've really struggled the past five games. Yeah. Even before the LSU game against Auburn, um, they just allow people to score a lot of points. But you I was confi- you referring to Ole Miss. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I got it written down. They're 89th ranked in the nation on run defense. Like they give up a lot of yards on the ground, um, and and they're not so. I mean, 53rd ranked pass defense is it's middle of the pack, I guess you could say. But I see Rodgers taking advantage of that this game. I think he could have another big game um, where he throws for at least 300 yards, gets him a couple touchdowns. But they do have to get the run game going here, Mississippi State, to open it up a little bit. But I still think the arm talent of Rodgers prevails here, and they can cover at home. Okay. Or no, they're not at home. Ole yeah. Miss is at Ole home. Ole Miss is at home, yeah. So I, I'm going to bet it as well out of principle that it's the Egg Bowl. But this one is tough. It is. This, tough. One, this one's tough. Um, I do see Mississippi State at plus two and a half. So the point total sits at 59. I lean under because I always lean under. But there's rain in the forecast. There's about 75% chance of rain. Throughout the game? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Not that much wind, though. So, but with Mississippi State style of offense, the rain does worry me a little bit. The fact yeah. that they don't even remotely try to establish the run, Ole Miss can run the ball pretty well. Yeah. Um, also, Ole Miss is number eight. In, they're number eight in the nation in tempo plays per game. Um, Mississippi State ranks thirty second. Ole Miss also top ten in third down conversions at fifty percent. Both of these teams struggle to stop the run and. Uh, think that could keep the chains moving but so all of these things are kind of making me want to take the over but for some reason I feel like the unders the play what are your thoughts yeah I feel um, like I feel like Mississippi State has the better defense and I feel like Mississippi State I feel like these games are always close like I remember a couple years ago it was I think I bet the over it was like 21 to 20 like within the last two to three years I don't know I'm kind of stumped. I lean Mississippi State with the points, but the weather kind of worries me because, I mean, they they do the quick, get the ball out quick, throw fucking slants and shit. And they already, dude, they kind of have a problem with drops as is from what mm-hmm. I've seen with Mississippi State. Their receivers will drop a lot of shit over the middle, and if it's a wet ball now, I don't know. I don't, I mean, what what are you, what side would you lean? Mississippi State. What about on the total? But um, I do like, the shit with Kiffin, which we can't that's dismiss. That's like, are they going to be fucking fired it's up? Like, it's like, if he's got those guys convinced that he's not going anywhere, it's like, all of a sudden this game is way bigger now. Yes. That's so what, it's what, like, yeah. that's why ultimately why I'm not going to bet it. And then, like you said, the rain, that does worry you a little bit. Miss Ole Miss can still run the football well. Yes. Um, and then I think Mississippi State, I, I don't know where they're at statistically, but I know LSU had success running it against them. 
Um, and that's where we kind of first found our ground offensively was against Mississippi State. Yeah, they're not great at stopping the run. But um, the I, rain does concern you, but I would lean over. Yeah, that's I, that, that, that's everything that I wrote down leads you to – I mean, it's like – Just because Ole Miss, they're – I mean, you look at the, the amount of points that they've been giving up, and then I do still think that they can keep it competitive somehow. Mm-hmm. It's like being at home. In my eyes, this game's probably going to be high scoring. If I was leaning points, I would lean under. Why is that? I mean, not especially now that I know there's rain. Uh, mm-hmm. These teams are going to be running the ball. Yeah, I think there could be a lot of clock eating up this game. Uh, Ole Miss is averaging 270 yards of rushing yeah, per but, game. Yeah, but that's also not. Um, that is not Mississippi State's offense at all. No, they don't. So run they're the not ball. going to. They're not going to just change their offense because the rain. I don't think they're still going to throw it like they normally but do. But you made a good point that there could be some mistakes coming out of the receivers dropping balls. I think since Kiffin and um, it's hard to plan for that though. Like, yeah. It's hard to, since it's like, Kiffin and Leach have been going at each other in this rivalry, I think this game's gone under every time. Wow. I, I think, I think one time it went over. I was looking at. I don't remember off the top of my head. I could honestly. I, I mean, last year up. I remember seeing the score was thirty-one twenty-one Ole Miss in a victory. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, I think, because you always think it's going to go over. I remember when the so, first matchup, it was like everyone thought it was going to go over. It went way under. I think that might have been the twenty-one twenty. But so one thing too, they say whenever it is raining like that, like wind's a bigger factor. When it's raining, it almost favors the offense more because the receiver knows where he's going. The defender's trying. So if, yeah, it's, if it's sloppy gotta, conditions, right. he's so the receiver knows I'm fucking going ten and in where the the DBs trying to figure Reacting, it out. Yeah. yeah so, so your he, thoughts could take you to I'm going to go to like, Oh, maybe there'll be that one deep ball or a couple deep balls. Cause the defender slips or, well, just, it's just harder to stay with the receiver. I don't know necessarily yeah. know that that's going to open up things downfield for busted coverages, but it, it just makes it, it's just advantage to the receiver. Yeah. In that matchup. Um, if you were on a side, which one would you go? I would lean Mississippi state, but I will go with your gut, man. I'll go with the over. I'm gonna. I see fifty eight and a half, so I'll go over fifty eight and a half. Um, okay, yeah, I'll take the over. You're gonna take it. I'm gonna stay away from the side because of all the drama and bullshit. Yeah. So I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna go over fifty eight and a half. It's not gonna be part of the Thanksgiving special. You never know. <laughs> um. All right, so. Okay, so Friday, we got a stack slate Friday, a, a stack slate of games. Are, is anyone touching Tulane Cincinnati? No. Yeah. You are? But not a side. Ah, oh, fuck. Okay, well, I'll just go ahead and tell you I'm not on it, but I really kind of want to take Cincinnati. I like, and I might before this conversation's over, I might add it, uh, but go ahead. Yeah, both of these offenses are averaging over 30 points per game. But both of the defenses are allowing under 20 points per game. I think this is a better matchup for the defenses than the offenses in this one. Both of these rush defenses struggle a little bit. But um, Tulane has a a stuff rate of 14%, and Cincinnati only has a stuff rate of 15%. Um, But both of these defenses excel on passing downs. Tulane allowing a success rate of only 25%, and Cincinnati allowing a success rate of only 28%. 
I get it. I think both of these teams are going to be able to run it a little bit, but I think finishing drives and scoring could be an issue because of the strong secondaries on both of these defenses. So I'm going to lean under here. Take Tulane Cincinnati under 46 and a half. Damn. I, didn't, I was hoping it would be like low 50s. I didn't even yeah. look. That's a low um, number. <clears throat> Real quick, what's uh, stuff rate? Is that like a tackle for loss? Um, Do you know by chance? Or? It's like a run that doesn't go. It, for any yards, yeah, I think. That, yeah, yeah it, it's you expect to get something. So whenever they basically stonewall them. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, both of these secondaries are really good. And I, I feel like Cincinnati's quarterback, Bryant, shows flashes, but he also fucking struggles a little bit too. And Tulane's secondary is really, really good. It's playing great right now. What they were able to do to – well, it was SMU, right? They just fucking ran yeah. him out the building. Um, I still – I feel like Cincinnati's defense is better. Every time I watch them, I'm just like, Luke Fickle re- reloads somehow. Yeah. Continuously reloads the defense. Two – both sides have good running backs. Is it Tajay Spears for yeah, Tulane? He's really – He's good. He's so fast. He's good. Really good. Um. I'm gonna hold off. I, I just I don't have I don't have anything that's really jumping out to I me. I mean, like analytically, you kind of look at it and you're like, maybe um Tulane might have an advantage running it. Like they might be the team that can run it a little bit better here. But yeah, like you said, you lean Cincinnati. It's like that's why I'm not taking Tulane. I think Tulane and people that keep betting Tulane are gonna get got here. You know? Yeah, and that's what it feels like. Who they they just. Yeah, they lost to UCF, and that was like their big matchup. Like they were, yeah. that was their best rank of the year. I mean, Cincinnati, that's a really tough place to play. Yeah. They had UCF on the at road. Home. Yeah. Mm. Fuck. It's just how, if, do you trust Pratt to make the plays, you know? Not really. Right. I'm taking Cincinnati. That's what I said. We're getting aggressive this week. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Cincinnati. Minus two at home. Um. All right. I. Ha, how many total on Friday do you have? That was um, that was one. At least four. Damn. Really. Okay. Um. Let me see. I don't have any more right now on Friday. I'm gonna hear what y'all say because there's okay. a couple I struggled with. Are you on Florida? Florida State. You gotta be if you got yeah. four. Okay. I was gonna say. All right. I'll go first. Um. <clears throat> All right, Florida State hasn't won this matchup since 2017, so obviously coming in at nine-and-a-half-point favorites, they're in a great position to end that streak. I think Florida here is going to struggle to move the ball. Florida State's defense is playing their best football at the right time, giving up 39 total points in their last four games. They dismantled Syracuse in the Carrier Dome in a way that I don't think anybody really saw coming. They dominated that game at every aspect. I think Florida State does everything well and is extremely balanced. They're sixth in the nation in third down conversions. Can lean on the run or rely on Jordan Travis, whatever you need. Just take care of the ball. No unnecessary turnovers. I'm taking Florida State minus nine and a half. I think Florida, they're just not a threat to score. People, you can't look at, they beat up on an A&M team that had their entire locker room have the flu. So you got to throw that out the window. Florida State's defense and their balanced offense, I think, at home in a a high-intensity matchup that they're going to be really fine. This is their best season in recent memory. So I'm going to take the Seminoles at home. Yeah, I got similar stuff here. 
this is a case where one team's trending up, another team's trending down. Florida State is certainly the team that's trending up. They're one of the hottest teams in the country. Now that they're healthy, they're allowing under 10 points per game in their last four. Uh, I expect both teams to have success running it, but Florida State, I expect them to have more success. Um, Florida's going to struggle when they get forced into passing downs mm-hmm. here. So I'm taking Florida State minus nine and a half. There you go. And uh, history says if we agree on picks, it's going to go well. So I'm going to get aggressive here and hop on that with y'all. Okay. Um, let's see. All right. Uh, are you on NC State, North Carolina? No. No? All right. This is probably going to be a case of me getting too aggressive, but I'm going to take North Carolina, minus six and a half. Uh, I think NC State's going to take try to take the air out of the ball, 19th in time of possession. They're down their starting quarterback, so if they can have success running it, they're going to try to lean on that. At 79th and third down conversions, I'm not sure that in the event, whenever they do get put in passing situations, I don't know if Chambers is going to be able to get it done. 79th on third down conversions for the year, but since Leary's been hurt, they are 35%, which would put them at 100th uh, in the nation. I'm going to go – I'm going to lay the points here with North Carolina. Drake May is one of the top players in the country. He's coming off of one of his worst games of the season. I don't think he's going to have a, another bad game. I think he's going to bounce back. I don't think that NC State is going to have the horses to keep up. Yeah. Uh, what is your – what else do you have for Friday? Um, Central Michigan minus two at Eastern Michigan. Are you on this? No, <laughs> I, I don't know what's that. going on with the uh, quarterback situation at Central Michigan. They're running like it looks like they're going. Richardson more, may have been benched. Yeah, they're going more with. Um, I don't remember his last name. Let me see. Bird Emanuel. Yes, Junior Emanuel. So last game was the snow fucking bowl. So that you got to kind of take yeah. that one with a grain. But they of did salt. put on another quarterback to throw passes that wasn't Richardson. Yes, it's a white guy. Um, he can also run too. It's a weird carousel that yeah, they have it is. over there. Because Richardson yeah. is their best passer. Emmanuel is electric on the feet, but the other guy is a mix of both. Richardson's the least mobile. Emmanuel's the most mobile. The guy in the middle can do a little bit of both. So when he comes in, the defense has got to be able to account for both. But Emmanuel single handedly won that game against Buffalo in the second half. Opened, yeah. opened up the second half with a 75-yard touchdown run, and he had multiple that Another 80-yard yeah. run in that so, game. So he's dynamic, and I, it's just, I don't know. I, I The day after, I'm fucking scatterbrained, but the game after Buffalo was the Western Michigan snowball. So, yeah. so I would have liked to see like what he would be able to do under normal circumstances to get more of a feel for what they're going to do. Uh, I feel like... Part of me thinks maybe they leaned on him so much in the snow because you had to run. So I don't know. I, I, I'm staying away from this one, but, I mean, you know I love Central Michigan. There's no way yeah, I bet that other I'm team. going Central Michigan minus two. Um, they're not the same team as they were last year running the football when Lou Nichols led the nation in rushing, but he's still there. the rushing attack has added a spark, like you said, with the freshman quarterback, mm-hmm. Bird Emanuel Jr., who's averaging 8.3 yards per rush. Eastern Michigan is a defense that only stuffs 7% of opponents' runs, which that's really, really bad. And they have another bad statistic. They're allowing 3.5 line yards per rush. I think Central Michigan gets the ground game going here. And then you look on defense, they 
kind of create some havoc. Um, I, I like Central Michigan minus two for to get the win again. Yeah, Lou Nichols is still there. So it's like if you get in short yardage situations, it becomes much easier to pick it up. Just put some fucking gloves on the dude and let him hold on to the football. Yeah. But but yeah, no, I mean I, I like Central Michigan. There's no way I would take Eastern Michigan. Um You said you don't have any more for Friday, correct? I got one more for no, no. Friday. Yeah, not you him. No. Okay. I have um one more for Friday as well. What are you on? Uh Nebraska at Iowa. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm not on that. You going back to uh <laughs> I bet against both of these. Both teams of them, last yeah. Week. Yeah, I was just about to say. All right, which side are you leaning? I don't like much about Nebraska. Uh, I think this is a great de- matchup for Iowa's defense, who is allowing success, a success rate of only 23% on passing down. Spencer Petras and Iowa's offense has shown some improvement over the past few weeks, uh, getting the tight ends involved. I just think this is a situation where I don't really know how Nebraska is going to get any points, so I'm going to take Iowa minus 10.5. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, that's a side I would lean. It's just, I don't know. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, my last one for Friday, UCLA Cal. I'm laying the points with UCLA. Cal's not good. Cal, I've been saying it all year. Cal's not good. UCLA just lost a heartbreaker to USC. Um, if not for two fourth quarter turnovers, Cal loses that game to Stanford. So there was a scoop and score, I believe. There was a, another interception there late game. Stanford was winning the game for the majority of, of the contest. I'm going to lay the points with UCLA. Cal's strength of their team is their defense. UCLA's too efficient. I don't think that – I just don't think that 10 points is enough for to keep me away from taking UCLA. So the defense just has to play – defense even like just just attempt to play defense it was like they weren't even on the field against usc i'm gonna lay the points in a bounce back spot with ucla at 3 30 on friday so i got i got games all day friday yeah that's one that i was looking at that i was a little confused with um it's cal's defense does rank you know middle of the pack maybe a little bit above average and i was worried about them containing dtr this game I don't think so it's I couldn't pull the trigger so much of that, but it worries me that just how bad UCLA's defense is. Uh, Jaden Ott for Cal is their best player. Plummer can do a little something here and there, but he's he typically fucks it up. He's very once it, once it gets to the red zone. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I mean Cal had lost four out of its last five. They would have lost to Stanford if not for two fourth quarter turnovers from. Uh, from Stanford there late in the game. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to lay the points. I'm, I think uh, Chip Kelly will get him rally the troops after. I mean, they were right there with the, uh, USC. I feel like they never really had much of a chance to win that game, but at least towards the end, I, I feel like this is a bounce-back spot. I don't think they roll over here. So we will look ahead to Saturday. I would say, safe to say, the biggest game is Michigan-Ohio State. Are you on it? No. God. <laughs> I am, but we got to wait for it. Okay. Oh, God. It's game of the year, arguably. Um, uh, I mean, yeah. It's, you know? Okay, so spread currently sits at 7.5 in favor of Ohio State. This is pretty short and sweet for me. Have you seen anything on Corum? He's done, right? No. I saw. It's not. No, he's sure. questionable. There's no structural damage in his yep. knee, but. 
I thought status I saw, is up in the air. Yeah, I thought I saw that he was not expected to go. That's not what I saw. Um, I saw what Nick just said. No structural damage. He's a, uh, might be a game time decision. Um, 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 um. Okay. Well, regardless, um, I'm going to lay the points with Ohio State here at seven and a half. This line opened at nine, I think. So rightfully so, it's been bet down to just over a touchdown. If Corum doesn't go, this is a tremendous hit to a Michigan offense. Corum's probably the best running back in the country. Bijan Robinson has a good argument in that category for sure. But Corum is fucking really good. Really fucking good. Um, if he doesn't go, then I love Ohio State. I think the, the, the key here is Ohio State's defense is – part of me keeps waiting on Stroud to wake up. That's that's the issue. I know Ohio State gave up a decent amount of points to Maryland, but JT Tuamaloa, dude, he's got to be the best defender in the country. Just wreaks havoc. I think that they can put McCarthy in a bad spot, and especially if Corum's out and they can't lean on the run, even though the backup running back, I'm drawing a blank on his name, is – also very good. But when you take away a two-headed monster and now you've just got the one and then at the third string, I don't know. I'm going to lay the points with Ohio State here. Uh, seven and a half. Obviously, I would love it more at seven, but yeah. I, d- I don't think we see what we saw last year uh-huh. with just the dominant running it down their throat. I think this is a, a much improved Ohio State defense with Jim Knowles. So you're not touching it? No. Okay. All right, what's your first Saturday game then? Um, Shit. Hang on. I don't know why they never put – I feel like they never put this game at a night game. Yeah, I don't know why. It was during the day. It last was, year. It was in the morning last year. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't, like, have any fucking shit I'm catching a cramp. Are you really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm all right. I don't have any games in the middle of the day. I Like, I go uh, straight to the night. Okay. So, um, I'm going to lay the 10 with LSU here. Are you? Yeah, I just think Texas A&M is in total shambles. Like, I expected them to be able to cover that spread last week against, who was it, UMass? And they won 21 to, <laughs> yeah. what? Yeah. Like, you can only score 21 on UMass? No, yeah, that's bad. They're like. They were without our chain, I believe. Uh, and I think he is coming back. But they're bad. Yeah, total shambles. I don't. The fact of the matter is I don't think, I think most of these coaches, if not all of them, are going to be gone next year. That's including their head coach. And LSU, they know what's at stake. I think A and M surrendering two hundred rushing yards per game. It's like I don't really see them stopping us, and I really, really, really don't see them be able to score. It's surprising to me that they're giving up as many rushing yards as they are because they have a lot of fast linebackers. Yeah. They have good speed at the linebacker position, but yeah, um, I may add it. I, I, I mean, yeah. There's no. I don't see how you take A and M in this spot, but. Is this still at 10? Mm-hmm. I thought I saw nine and a half. Yeah, I don't know. It was it earlier was this year. I mean, not this year, this, this week. week. Okay, maybe that's what I saw. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't looked. Yeah, I'm seeing nine and a half <coughs> on FanDuel. Well, then nine and a half it is. Yeah, that's right? what one thing I need to get on here to do is check all of our lines. Yeah. To make sure we're getting best. Yeah, that's good. 
Um. All right, Saturday for me. I'm laying the points with Duke. I'm sorry, I'm not laying the points. I'm taking the points with Duke. Plus three and a half at home against Wake Forest. Uh, Coach Elko has the Blue Devils bowl eligible in his first season in the wake of uh, Coach Cutcliffe. May he live on forever. Three and a half, I think, is just too many. Riley Leonard's ability to scramble is a huge asset. Wake is Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You never know who you're going to get. I think three is just too many. I'm going to take the team, the home team getting points here. Um, Duke's a contender. Plus three and a half. Uh, what is your Saturday? Uh, I actually had that written down. Plus three and a half, so I like that pick. But um, I decided to go with the over 66 and a half here. In Wake and Duke? In Wake Forest and Duke, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm expecting some Hartman turnovers in this one. Yeah. Duke has a good uh, turnover margin. Well, that's why I'm going with the over, as I expect them to throw the ball, as always. Um, Duke's, Duke has a pretty good run defense, believe it or not. Um, and both of these both of these defenses are bottom 100 in pass defense this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and that's a recipe for, you know, greatness for Will Hart, or, uh, Sam Hartman, Sam Hartman, because they love to throw the ball. Yeah, I mean, they you, throw the ball 40, 50 times a game. He may turn it over and have his mistakes, but they're going to be slinging. Third quarter. All right. Well, don't remind me. Well, I'm just saying you've already, you've already, uh, you've well, already yeah, experienced that's, it. That's why I'm not taking them on the, on the spread. Definitely not going to do that again. Um, and Riley Leonard can also get it done with his legs. He can run the football. Mm-hmm. He can open it up if he needs to, and both of these offenses can score some points. So I like over 66.5 here. Yeah, I just think Duke has the the better of the two defenses, and I think uh, Hartman will put the ball up for grabs. So getting the three and a half at home, I'll take Duke. What Definitely. Is, what is, uh, what's your next one for Saturday? Um, Did y'all look at Pitt-Miami? I did. And I are, are you on it? Are you go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, I'm not on a side. No, God damn it! All right, I'm taking Miami at home plus six and a half. Last game of the season, Miami season is not going to go according to plan. I think that's safe to say. In uh, Mario Cristobal's first year, they find themselves one win away from being bowl eligible. Though last game of the season, they're five and what? They are five and. I mean, they definitely got five wins. Uh, Gotta be five and five then, yeah. right? No, it would be five and six, wouldn't it? Yeah, I didn't know if they had their bye week. Let me see. Well, this is the last week of the year. Or am I tripping? Is it not the? Is it? This is the last week yeah, of the regular season, right? It yeah, is. yeah, they're five and six. Okay, so five and six. One one went away from being bowl eligible. Give me Miami at home. They'll want it more. Keaton Slovis, fucking sucks, dude. Who's the quarterback for Miami? Van Dyke. Is he? Is he coming? He <laughs> I'm hasn't pretty been sure playing. he's playing, but I could have read it wrong. He didn't play against Clemson, huh? No. No, but they haven't been playing too bad. Jesus Christ. Is he not back? Did I get bad intel? God. So you're taking an under then. You're definitely taking an under. <laughs> <laughs> you're damn right. Uh, let's see here. Um, yeah, I don't know. So while I'm looking, why, why are you taking the under? Um, yeah, like you said, uh, Pitt's offense has kind of struggled this year. It's really been their defense. Even, was it last week? 
Yeah, last week you talked about it. All those crazy shit happened, and one of them was a scoop and score for a touchdown, right? Oh, yeah, yeah I definitely talked about it. You yeah, so a lot of their lock? points have kind of been manufactured off of a crap. So, yeah, I'm going to pit Miami under 43. Miami, the strength of their teams, also their defense, where their offense is kind of struggling as well all year. Yeah. Um, so Mario Cristobal keeps leaving the door open. It, the door was open that he could play last week. So I'm hoping that he plays, but the backup's mobile. Yeah, I don't care. I'll take Miami, too. Oh, God. Well, you got me questioning my pick. <laughs> I was leaning Miami, but I was like, I wish I would have. The only reason I I don't know who's going to play the quarterback, and I just wish I would have been able to see the backup play. Yeah. If I could have gotten eyes on them and just know what's. But, I mean, they were able to put up points against who was it? Uh, Georgia Tech, a team that last week North Carolina somehow struggled to score against. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he said he said Tyler Van Dyke has a chance to play going into last week. So it could have been some like beat reporter shit that I saw and saying they expect him to play this week. Uh so I might have put too much stock in that. But they yeah, multi, yeah, he said 100% that they felt like he had a chance to play last week. So that would lead me to believe that he has a more likelihood of a chance to play this week, regardless, the backup's mobile enough. Pitt really does have issues on offense if you can stop Israel Abanacanda and, and Rodney Hammond. If you can stop the running backs, Slovis has been putting the ball up for grabs, and I'm talking making really bad decisions with linebackers underneath, and he just doesn't see them. So they were struggling to move the ball against a, a Duke secondary that's very susceptible to the pass. So I think getting six and a half, one win away from being bowl eligible – Miami's going to be jacked up in this game. It's Mario Cristobal's first year, and it has not gone how they hoped it would. Miami had a lot of a lot of hype around them coming into this season, and they're not a good football team. Tyler Van Dyke had Heis, was a dark horse Heisman hopeful. He's not that great of a football player, but we're going to back the Hurricanes here plus six and a half, and we're just going to hope. You got to okay. have a little bit of hope. Yeah, um, I'm backing them as well, but I'm also taking the under 43 and a half in this one. That's probably a good bet, but that these fucking low unders, man, have been shitting down my throat. Um, App State, Georgia Southern. Are you on it? Oh, no. No? I'm taking App State minus four and a half. Okay. I bet against Georgia Southern two weeks in a row now. Going for the trifecta. We're 2-0. and oh. App State's defense sucks. I don't like Vantree, so I don't think he's going to be able to take advantage of that porous App State secondary. Georgia Southern is struggling to stop the run. I think App State just pound away. Don't turn the ball over. Four and a half's not enough. I'm taking App State. All right. What's your next one? Um, Shit, where are we? Oh, Kansas at Kansas State. Okay, I have this one written down with a question mark. Which side are you leaning? Um, Kansas State. I'm on it. That's <laughs> what I have right here. There we go. This is a similar matchup to me. Uh, as last week's matchup for Kansas when they played Texas, Texas yeah. uh, which it's a bad matchup for Kansas. Um, Kansas is only stuffing 11% of opponents' runs and allowing 3.4 line yards per rush. I like Kansas State in here. So yeah, to run it and play good defense. Yeah. No, I, I, that's exactly my thought process as well, that this what's what's the real difference here other than 
um, Ewers' ability to pass a little bit better. What's well, the Howard is hot. Yeah, I like either quarterback. Yeah, too. Like because Martinez has the ability to run more. Yes. Howard is the better passer. It appears because he just keeps throwing for four touchdowns every time he that he plays quarterback. <laughs> yeah. So no, the, the clock struck twelve from Kansas. Yeah. Many many weeks ago. So, yeah, I think especially if you were somebody that bet on Texas and they covered for you like that, how do you not come right back and bet on Kansas State? It's a very similar matchup. Are you on this at all? No. Okay, how many more do you have before your lock? Two. Two? Two and then the lock? Yeah. Okay, give us one. Um, Next, I'm going to go Notre Dame plus five and a half against USC. I think that's the right side. I couldn't pull the trigger on it, but I, I think that's the right side to yeah. be on. That's, I mean, basically what I'm going with here is I think they're going to play spoiler to USC season right here. Oh, you have them winning. Yeah, I think that there's – I mean, I'm not going to bet on Moneyline, but yeah, don't. I could understand sprinkling if if you're listening right now. Um, yeah, Notre Dame's defense is pretty much the reason here. They have a good defense. I mean, I know I know Caleb Williams and this USC offense is, is pretty potent, and they rank up there offensively in the ranks, but this Notre Dame defense is playing good. I know they gave up – what was it? I think like 30 to Navy. Yeah, somehow I, was on, I was on Navy. Plus 16 and a half, they lost by three. And they ran the shit out of the ball, I think, Navy did. Um, Am I right in saying that? I mean, they always do, but they actually were able to kind of do a little bit through the pass there late in the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's... I just see this I think as, it's a, gonna as a letdown very, spot. I think it's going to be very public for US, USC minus five. I think the public's going to be all over that. Yeah. And that's just the typical spot where... I, I think you take Notre Dame. I think the spot calls to take Notre Dame because everyone's going to pounce on USC minus five and a half at home one game before. I'm surprised they have this game scheduled, to be honest. The last game of the season, that's kind of ballsy. Um, Actually, um, I think another reason I was looking into it as well is I think the public is actually all over Notre Dame right now. And I could see this line moving. I'll see. I would be surprised, but I mean, let me double check myself really quick. But uh, but yeah, I I look to see Notre Dame get Caleb Williams in a, in some tough situations here and 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 make life hard on them this game. And uh, I think they could cover, and I think they have a chance to win outright. Let's see. I can tell you right now, eighty-one percent of the money on USC. USC. Oh, okay, yeah. never mind. I must have been thinking of a different game. Um, yeah, I was happy, shocked if everybody's fucking. Yeah, everybody's out here saying that. God I think damn. they always play this game. Do they? Yeah. End of the season. Mm-hmm. Didn't know that. I have no recollection of yeah. that. But USC's also not been very good for like the last decade. So yeah. And then like when um USC was movie. good, Notre Dame really wasn't that good yeah. either when yeah. we were younger. Yeah. Um, I think if I'm looking at this correctly, I think I only have my lock left. How many more do you have? Um, I guess one. I think I got them all out, but um, that's an interesting bet. As in, like, and I want to take it, but I'm just gonna wait because that's the side I would lean. But fuck. I mean, I gotta leave something out there to add. You know <laughs> that USC. I mean, that Notre Dame. <laughs> offense, I think I got so. eleven bets right now. Oh, nice. I have a good bit as well. Nice. What is so, the, what, um, the last one before the lock? Air Force minus one and a half at San Diego State. I got eyes on San Diego State last week when I bet against them against New Mexico. Um, they were able to convert on some third and longs, but overall, man, I wasn't really that impressed with them. Uh, New Mexico is really bad. I think they're going to have a much more difficult time converting 
third downs against a good Air Force defense. I like Air Force to grind it out and get it done here. I'm taking Air Force minus one and a half. Okay. What are your thoughts on – I wonder if it's your lock. TCU minus 10. Mm, I was no. say, if that's your lock, that'd be balls. But I was looking <laughs> at it. Um, I don't like Iowa State. I hate Iowa State. I hate them so fucking much. I hate Matt Campbell, that conservative bitch. Uh, but that was just one I had circled that I was looking at, but I'm not on. I'm kind of intrigued to see what your lock's going to be because <laughs> I feel like I feel very good about mine. It's my lock. I don't ever hit them, but I feel good about them every time. And nobody said it. So, oh, um, what? One more. Oh, do you? Go ahead. Yeah, real quick. <clears throat> and I mean real quick because I'm going back to what's been. I know mm. it's not I much of a wagon. Going there. <laughs> I, know, I know it's not much of a wagon with a 22 and 26 record, but this has been my wagon. I haven't lost with them all year. I'm going Washington State plus two and a half. Mm. And Washington's playing football. I, I mean, good football right now. I understand that. But, again, I like this Washington State defense. I mean, they may not be up there in the ranks defensively, but they find a way to, to grind it out and win football games. 7-3 and three against the spread this year. They've covered three straight. 8-3 and three against the spread. Are they 8-3? and three? Yeah. My gut tells me you're going to the well one too many times, but I haven't watched them as much as you have, and I feel like... Well, the only well I've been wrong on this year was Wake Forest. Every time I've done Iowa, I hit it under, and then Washington State, I've, I've covered every game with them. Yeah, but eight and three is a very good record against the spread. Yeah, uh, and, and it's a good Washington. And Washington's team. rolling right yeah, now. Yeah, they are. Penix a is a big win off of Oregon, and then they in a letdown spot trounce Colorado. Yeah, I say letdown spot. Colorado's horrible, but after a big win against a number six ranked Oregon Ducks, you go out and you drop fifty four piece on Colorado. Colorado sucks. I mean, they do, but to drop fifty four is impressive, and that was after. I mean, they beat Oregon State, and then they beat Oregon on the road. So yeah, my gut tells me – I mean, I don't have a, a side on this, but my gut tells me this might be one too many times to the well. But I will gladly, be right. I'll gladly be proven wrong. And with that being said, all we have left are – Hang on, dude. Nick's flagging everybody um, down. <laughs> no. What? Um, my Kansas State, you're on it as well? Yes. It's oh, 10 okay. and a half on FanDuel, 12 everywhere else. That's, that's just weird. What do they know? I'll take 10 and a half. I'm telling you, I've been raping FanDuel the past three <laughs> <Jesus> weeks. Christ. <laughs> Trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> well, this isn't for soft people. They yeah. keep lowering the lines on all the games I like, and I just keep taking all their money. <laughs> Last week they did it with Marshall on Friday. They did Marshall minus three and a half. I said, what the? So, yeah, I, yeah. Say, I say I'm on it. This is Take one of the it. ones I had written down but hadn't taken yet. But let's go try to lock it in right now. Um, what time do they play? Oh, I, I got it. Seven, yeah. Um, 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 um. Let's see. All right. All right. With that being said, we turn our attention to the most important bets of the week. Our locks of the week, Nick sits at 11-1-1, so it's safe to say you're going to want to hear it. I'll let you lead it off first. I lied. I'm going to the biggest game. Oh, no number way. Number three, Michigan, at oh, number two, Ohio State. Y'all are all on Michigan. 
Ohio State's offense ranks number eight in total offense and number two in scoring. Last year, they were number one in both categories. This offense isn't as good as it was last year, but the defense is much improved, especially against the run. This year, Ohio State is only allowing 2.5 line yards per rush. Are you laying the points with the Last year... Against Michigan, they allowed 3.9 line yards per rush. That's really, really bad. Um, the freshman running back, Dallin Hallen, has performed well in Travion Henderson and Mayan Williams' absence. They're going to have to be able to run the ball here against Michigan. We saw it last week. Even Illinois was able to do it with a less than 100% Chase Brown. Um, without Blake Corum, dude, uh, they're, they're in serious trouble. Like so, you said. So just say it. <laughs> I mean, let me break my game down. Um, they're likely going to be forced into obvious passion situations where they're, where they're going to struggle. You look at uh, McCarthy. He's really playing poorly lately. And Ohio State is only allowing success on 23% of their opponent's passing downs. I'm going Ohio State minus 7.5 as the lock. Yes. Yes, indeed. I already know he's on Michigan. Mm-mm. No? No, sir. No. No, sir. Well, go ahead. I'm going under 56 oh, and a half. Christ. There's going to be 95 uh, points. What do you mean? Everything you guys Ohio have been State. saying has been under. Look, well, you I said keep it thinking, yourself. I think that their ability, they're going to need to run the ball like Nick said, and I think that can open things up for Stroud. Man, both of these defenses, I mean, we already know about Michigan, top five in every category, but Ohio State's defense has been good this year. Yeah. Top 15 in both passing and rushing defense this year. Okay. I think this game, it's going to be loud in Ohio State. The crowd's going to bring it, but if there's if there's a defense ready for that, I think it's Michigan's. Oh, yeah, they have a fucking really good they defense. They have such a good yeah. defense in Ohio State. Like I said, what's the dude's name? I mean, he's a fucking monster. JT Toalua? Like you said, he's got to be up there with best defensive player in the country He's probably the best. You could say both of these defenses are kind of relatively untested, but Michigan, compared to what they're about to go against... They're extremely untested in comparison. Yeah. Untested in comparison. Yeah. Yeah. And this is a game Ohio State's have circled since, since last, last year. year. Since That's last what, yeah, year. That's my a good thoughts point. exactly. I mean, you make a good point there, but I mean, yeah, I, I this don't defense is made for it, I think. If you feel the under, I wouldn't say sway away from the under because I do think Ohio State's defense is going to have success. I think oh, no. Ohio State's going to have success stopping yep. Michigan, so it's just how much success will they have on offense. Um I don't. I don't see a, a replication of last year. I think Ohio State is going to come back and they're going to be out for revenge. If anything, it's opposite of what happened last year. Yeah, and a bloodbath win for Ohio State. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. More, that's Forty-eight more, to zero. Yeah. That's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> What's the number? Fifty-six and a half. It's yeah. fifty-six to zero. Okay. Sweet. <laughs> nice. Forty-nine um, to seven. Fuck it. All right. So my lock. I'm surprised nobody's on it. I know, I'm wondering what it is. I now. feel like it's a fucking home run, and the public is all on the other side. This might have been the one I was thinking of. Let's hear it. I'm taking Tennessee minus 14. Oh, no, no. Against okay. Vanderbilt. That was a huge letdown reaction from y'all two. No. But okay. Hendon Hooker tears his ACL. Yeah. This is Joe Milton's team now. <laughs> Joe Milton was the projected starter. Was he? This is Joe Milton's team. Joe Milton, 100 yards on four passes last week, one touchdown. Vanderbilt's not good. I understand Vanderbilt's coming off of two wins. They're still not good. This is a game where I feel like everyone is going to overlook and stay away from. I don't think – I think people are going to expect Tennessee to just roll over here. I asked you at the beginning of the episode, I said, do you feel like it was more of the system or do you feel like it was Hendon Hooker? And you said more of the system. 
I kind of agree. I do think Hendon Hooker's very good, but I think that's a plug and play. All you have to be is a remotely formidable quarterback. Those wide receivers are all fucking good. The offense is going to be the offense. The defense is good against stopping the run. This is a no-brainer for me. I'm taking Tennessee 14. Mm -hmm. I think they blow Vanderbilt out of the water just to let everybody know. Like, their hopes of competing this season just got fucking absolutely tarnished in Mm -hmm. the blink of an eye against South Carolina. Spencer Rattler comes in and just absolutely shits all over him. Yep. This is Joe Milton's time to shine. So, give me the volunteers. Minus 14 is my lock of the week. I, I honestly I'm shocked. Am I am I am I missing something here? Um I think you might be missing 13 and a half. That's about it. Well, I'll definitely take 13 and a half. <laughs> but I don't I'd be surprised. I'll let you know. Give me a sec. But yeah, cuz I was looking at it too and I thought I saw 13 and a half. I mean, on FanDuel, like I said, I don't know how accurate. I mean, that's just what they have. Oh no, FanDuel is a fucking Definitely quality book. Give me 13 and a half. Tennessee, lock of the week. Love it so much more now. <laughs> um, what is swaying you from taking the volunteers? I don't know. Just something that I just kind of, I guess I didn't. It wasn't like I was thinking about taking Vanderbilt, but just. Overlooked it. Without Hooker, it's just something I just was like, whatever. That's why I feel like it's the obvious play. Everyone's going to, the, the money, public money's all over Vanderbilt. And I think that's what, that's what everybody's going to think. This is Joe Milton's time to shine. If Tennessee wins by 35 points or more, I'll buy Joe Milton's jersey. Because I'm going to bet a lot on this game. Only 35, though. Well, yeah, I don't really want to buy his jersey. So, <laughs> Yeah, I'm going back down low with my bets. Not low, but... Well, that's not encouraging. I'm freaking betting a lot, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about number of games? With the Friday Bricks picks and Saturday Bricks picks. No way. Shit. <laughs> We're coming for blood. <laughs> but. Oh, man. We're stopping here with 11 for the podcast. Okay. So to recap, uh, the Egg Bowl, I'm taking the over 58 and a half. On Friday, I'm taking, I think it's Friday, Florida State minus nine and a half. I nearly made that my lock for what it's worth. So maybe maybe be less confident on that one now. Uh, UCLA minus 10. Ohio State minus 7.5. Cincinnati minus 2. We got a lot. Duke plus 3.5. App State minus 4.5. Miami plus 6.5. We got a lot. Kansas State minus 10.5. Uh, North Carolina minus 6.5. I have so many I'm losing track. And then I think my last one is my lock of the week, Tennessee, minus 13 and a half. You heard it here first. This is Joe Milton's time to shine. They're going to try to tell you it's not. It is. Yeah, I have all, like, favorites. I have a lot of favorites, too. Yeah. So um, this is the week of take the that for what it's worth. Um, in the Egg Bowl, that's Mississippi State going on the road to face Ole Miss over 58 and a half. I have Tulane, Cincinnati, under 46.5. I have Central Michigan, minus 2. I have Iowa, minus 5. I have Florida State, minus 9.5. Ohio State is my lock of the week. Ohio State, minus 7.5. LSU, minus 9.5. Kansas State, minus 10.5. Air Force, minus 1.5. Pitt, Miami, under 43.5. And my lone underdog, Miami, plus six and a half. That's why I said this is the week that we break your bookie's fucking neck. 
I told everybody, you go ahead and you warn him, but it doesn't matter. We're coming for everything this week. Joseph, what is yours? I was all underdogs until I added Florida State minus nine and a half. With I'm riding it with you guys. I'm going Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl plus two and a half. I'm going Duke and Wake Forest over 66 and a half. Notre Dame plus five and a half against USC. Washington State plus two and a half over Washington. And my lock of the week is Michigan and Ohio State under 56 and a half. There you go. That is our best bets for the college football week. What is it? 12, 13? Yeah. 13. I, I've been I've just been fighting for my life like R. Kelly out here, even across the board. And this is the week that we're gonna fucking get them. We're gonna get them this week. You tell your bookie that I'm coming. I told y'all it's feast week and I'm not going hungry this week. I'm coming for everything. I'm increasing my unit size. I'm betting more games than I've bet all year, and I'm coming to fucking Kill your bookie. All right. NFL. We will recap. Packers minus three on Thursday night. Did y'all see the edited video of Rodgers where they're like, it, it was what he said the week before. Where he was like, they they forgot. Or he said something, something. We're not dead. And somebody edited and they're like, they forgot. We're dead. Yeah. <laughs> they edited it out. The not. Yeah, the Packers are dead. Rodgers fucking sucks. Really, the team's just bad all in general. Yeah. Uh, but Packers minus three, we don't get there. Bears plus three on the road against Atlanta. We push. They had the opportunity here. They had the ball late. Couldn't get it done. Um, Justin Fields, it's weird how how able he was to throw the ball at Ohio State that he's just not a threat through the area. I mean, he's got nobody to really throw the ball to. Chase Claypool's a sack of shit. But it's just wild to me. He was so good at Ohio State. Doing everything, and now he's just like he's just a runner. So it, it, I don't really get it. Commanders minus three, three point road favorites. They go and trounce the Texans. Uh, the score doesn't even di- indicate how how one sided this game was. Giants minus three, my lock of the week. Bad pick, bad bad pick. One, uh, it was my only loss on Sunday, uh, and it was my lock. I can't pick a goddamn lock to save my life. So if I if I give out a lock at this point, fucking. Really take it with a grain of salt. Oh, I don't know if y'all saw. Actually, y'all definitely saw. I, I showed y'all. So after the Packers minus three pick, somebody was very upset with us on Instagram and commented and said, I'm about to have to start fading y'all. Oh, yeah. He said, your lock of the week. It was your lock. <laughs> so I said, and and I give the guy credit. Um, I give him credit for my response. His response to my response was good. And, and, and he even acknowledged like I was – heated in the moment and this and that. And he's like, I like the passion. And he's like, I, that's, I, I said, you're going to fade the guy who's 21, 10 and two in the NFL. And in college football is 11, one and one against the spread and his locks of the week. That's the guy you're going to fade, fade us, but he's going to fade you because the Packers were your lock. Yeah. Um, that's what I was like, go ahead. I, where I said, at the end of the day, you're still listening. So you got to tune in to see who you're going to fade, but go ahead and fade. Fade these picks and you'll fucking it, it ain't gonna go well for you. But I I give him the utmost credit for um that's what people just don't realize. So many people want to talk shit. I'm fucking mad when I lose a bet. What do they think? Oh, like, dude, you don't even like, understand. We lost another after, one. Suckers. After Wisconsin in Minnesota, dude. Yeah. My f- I was so fucking mad. It wasn't even funny. No, yeah, I'm sure. I, 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 I had the worst bad beat of my life. Like, yeah. 
So I, I just, and I just sat there. I just sat there in silence. Oh, dude, it's been days since I've been, a, like, I just go to sleep and that's all I think about. <laughs> okay. No, yeah, that's what I hope. I, I am haunted by that. I really want everybody to realize, like, I have people, oh, nice pick, jackass, on the under 53, <laughs> yeah. where it's like, I just had to watch so much bullshit to lose by one fucking point and i've got to get some goddamn schmuck in the comments come tell me that it was a shit it was the best pick i've had all year i feel like yeah. it was such a fucking underplay and everything that had to go wrong went wrong to lose it by one point i just want to make it known to everybody that we're betting real money our money on every single pick Every pick we give out, we're betting. So if you tail us and lose, we lost two, and I give a fuck about me losing more than I give a fuck about you losing because we <laughs> both lost. So you don't have to come tell me that, oh, great pick. I know it was a bad pick because I lost the fucking money too. I want to win every bet I give out, every one, okay? You want to win, I want to win. And y'all been crying all fucking year. He's doing great. I'm fighting for my life. And this year we're going to fucking get him. This week we're going to get him. I'm tired of this shit, man. <laughs> Which one is it, man? I'm fighting for my life. Y'all <laughs> killing me with this shit. Commanders minus three was a great bet. Giants minus three is my lock of the week. Didn't go my way. Cowboys. We had two ads on Twitter. Okay. Cow I was about to say. I yeah. didn't know if you had it. You got to follow the Twitter page. Cowboys minus one and a half. They win by like 37. And then Colts plus six and a half. They lose by one. Jeff Saturday is a 10 times better coach than Dennis Allen. Yeah. That's a fact. Three, two, and one. We still go positive in the NFL and positive overall on the week. Brings me to 30, 30, and 1. Five and six of my locks of the week. We have been dropping some locks. That is like, I want to say, four weeks in a row now. Um, that was my calling card. I was leading the I was leading the podcast in NFL locks of the weeks, and then goddamn, not anymore. Uh, you got back to uh, your winning ways with two and one. Yeah, I have Packers as a lock. Freaking Tannehill just converts <laughs> every third down, apparently. That was fucking so frustrating. Because they were stopping Henry, and yeah. then it was just fucking Tannehill. I mean, come yeah. on. Um, Chargers plus six and a half. They nearly won this game, but Mahomes, like Mahomes always does, he wins in the end. Mm -hmm. um, Every time. I mean, what a, fucking, <laughs> what a life the Chiefs fans get to live. Could have been us. You just get to watch greatness every fucking week and it's like the patriots got to watch greatness with tom brady we got to watch greatness with drew Brees. i get it but it's like you got mahomes to come in from the fucking jump and just doing no look passes and shit mm -hmm. you have kelsey you have the probably the best one two combo i mean you could definitely make the argument i, I know brady and gronk all that good stuff breeze and jimmy graham but Kelsey and Mahomes, the way they do it, how efficient they are, they get the ball, they got to go 95 yards with 26 seconds and no timeouts, and you're like, oh, we're good. We're good. Just another day at the office. Just get to show up there in the fucking – and just, just witness greatness every week. I am extremely envious. And then I had Bengals, minus four and a half. This was kind of back and forth with the Steelers there for a while. There was some misfortune here with uh, Burrow. Had some tip passes at the line of scrimmage that resulted in interceptions that kind of kept the Steelers around for a little bit longer. Yep. Um, but Pirine, Samaje Pirine steps up big in Joe Mixon's absence with uh, three touchdowns here. Yeah, no, and uh, 
Bengals and Burrow exercised the uh, Steelers' demons. So it was it was tight there for a second, but then they put together a good drive there at the end to, yeah. to cover the number. Um, yeah, to seal it. Yeah. So, well, yeah, did they have back-to-back touchdown drives? Um, How many was points it, did they win by? Seven. That's it? 37-30. It was sitting at four for a while, for a minute. And then I, yeah, I don't know. Regardless, they cover. You go two and one. Uh, Joseph. Well, we just get to the picks. Followed up his four and O college week with one and five in the NFL. Not good. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't make the Cowboys my lock. That was honestly the one I felt best about. And it was a fucking, it was yeah. a home run. Uh, Packers minus three and the under 41 and a half. We, we know how that went. Bills, Browns and Bills under 43 and a half. So this was expected to be a snowball. It was such a fucking snowball that they moved this game to, uh, where I don't even know where they move it. Detroit. In a do- yeah, Detroit in the dome. Uh, there was, so yeah, that, that was dead in the water from right then when they decided to move that game. Cardinals plus eight. Don't know what it ended, but they did not cover. Niners are good. Giants minus three was also your lock of the week, and that was also a bad pick just like mine. Cowboys minus one and a half. You're one lone winner of the week. Uh, one and a half point favorites. They won by 37. Yeah, real quick. Um, that's enough of this fucking, oh, uh, yeah, well, Rodgers, what he's got against. No. Rodgers missed some key throws in that Thursday night game. Yeah, no, definitely. Like two or three wide open third. Sammy Watkins was wide open over mm-hmm. the middle, and he just missed them. Yeah. Next drive, when they get the ball, they get a stop. So I'm like, okay, maybe we can go tie the game here. Yeah, no. Misses it, Lazard again right over the middle. Yeah. Just each week, them. I'm becoming more and more convinced that he's still stuck in an ayahuasca trip. So he's just going through the motions, but he's not there. Like, he's. Yeah. Yeah, he's on another plane. not plan. the same. He's still. Uh, he might have an addiction. So. I mean, what is the excuse? I mean, it seems like there was some um, tension between him and the play caller, the head coach. Yeah, but it's like you're missing throws. He is missing throws. Because so. even when they had a chance at maybe to score at the end, I know they were down by 10, but there was like two over two minutes left. Yeah. Then they ran it on fourth yeah. down with Jones. It's yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's normally like Devontae Adams' one-yard out route or whatever. Yeah. You know. But maybe so, but I mean, he doesn't look good to me. So nonetheless, I go three, two, and one, 30, 30, and one, five, and six of my locks of the week. Nick gets back to um, uh, another positive week, two and one in the NFL, 21, 10, and two, five, five, and one in his locks of the week. Joseph, the the rough week, one and five, 19, 26, and one, three, seven, and one in his locks of the week. Self-touted NFL guy. Um, not <laughs> Self-touted. Not living up to the the reputation but we're learning it's feast week which means we have three games on thanksgiving you gotta love it we're gonna bet all three because that's what we do we have thursday nfl football we have thursday nfl football bets we'll start it off there buffalo detroit anybody got a side anybody got a lean Uh, i'm going to go buffalo yeah it's my lock though okay it's definitely buffalo then um if it's not then you're dumb (laughs) Um, I am going to take Buffalo and the over. Buffalo uh, minus nine and a half now. Yeah, that's what I got it at too. What did you have it at? I don't know. What's the, I didn't get it at anything yet, but what's the total? I thought it was fifty-four, which is a lot. 
Yeah, it is. But the key thing is Buffalo did the traveling already for this game. Yeah. Last week. Yeah, yes. this is the second game. So they got a little bot. They got a little practice in. Yeah. Against who they play? Browns. Yes. Okay. Um, and again, that field goals were kicked a lot here by Buffalo. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, I'm going to take the over 54 and the Bills minus nine and a half. I'm going to have a busy Thanksgiving. A busy, busy Thanksgiving. Probably won't be going well. We'll be at. I'll be at Lindsay's family's and chopping it up, having the the, um, like. Hey, how you been? Yeah, the 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 going through the motions as as goddamn Detroit is just stonewalling Buffalo's <laughs> offense, and I just got to sit right. there and be like, yeah, I'm having a great time. Um, no way, dude. That's why when I go to Thanksgiving, I'm eating and I'm leaving. <laughs> I got bets. <laughs> you don't want to be around me during my bets. <laughs> Time for talking. I thought, yeah, okay, but what happened? Because in the beginning, you said your goal, like year one, your goal was to be able to have a lot of money on a game and have the people in the room not know about it. Yeah, well. (laughs) It's not possible That was definitely like, that's what you would say. The officials, what else? Stupid coaches, players doing dumb things. Muff punts, block punts, roughing the punter, fumble, scoop and score. Uh, fourth and nineteen, fourth and goal from the nineteen. Walk in on touch touchdown. He's just eating mashed potatoes and mother. Yeah. he's just chewing even harder as they're making <laughs> yeah. pass interference calls. Um, all right, Giants and the Cowboys divisional matchup, a great matchup, the perfect Thursday, yeah. uh, Thanksgiving Day matchup. Do they bring back Creed to do the uh, halftime show? Did they? No, I'm saying, do they? Can you take me higher? Yeah, yeah. All time halftime. What do you mean, bring back? They did the the famous Thanksgiving, the famous halftime Thanksgiving halftime show. They better do where he's running around in the Cowboys jersey, and they have those guys going to the place where blind men see. Oh, he's a Cowboys fan. I don't know. This was in like the fucking nineties. I hope not. This was twenty years ago. Why are you taking the Giants? I am, man. Mm. Going right back. I mean, I'm out on the Giants. They suck. No, I hear you. No, I'm kidding. But they, nine they and a half. Suck. Come on, dude. Like, they they don't suck. And um, I mean, and the Cowboys clearly don't suck either. The Cowboys are fucking. The really Cowboys good. are really good. Their defense is really good. Tony Pollard is a goddamn stud. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I just feel like people might overreact here, and this could be a Tony Pollard might be the best wide receiver on the Cowboys. Yeah. Well, no, Ceedee Lamb is. Mm, Tony Pollard. Really good. Yeah, he is. But too many for me. Divisional matchup. The yeah, Giants that, are going to yeah. come to play. In all seriousness, yeah, that's one of the – the divisional matchup is the uh, is is a key factor here. But I think I'm laying the points with the Cowboys. I feel like the Cowboys are fucking rolling right now. The defense is playing good. Micah Parsons, I'm thinking it's going to – I hope not because Saquon's my fantasy running back. But I'm thinking Micah Parsons is going to be able to uh, – Kind of contain him, and also, it's going to be tough for Daniel. Daniel Jones likes to scramble. When you have that guy on yeah. the other side of you, yeah, good fucking luck. So you could be. They played already, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. We were we bet the Giants, and it didn't go well. We lost. Yeah, it's Thursday night, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't see Saquon getting contained. I mean, Detroit held him fifteen carries for twenty-two yards. I do not see that happening again. Yeah, I don't know. Which side are you leaning? Um, I don't know. Okay. Still thinking about it. <laughs> I'm going to go over 45. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I'm taking the Cowboys with the points. Interesting. Just going to do it. Interesting over. 
I probably wouldn't bet this one if it wasn't on Thursday. I just want that out there. It is yeah. a lot of points, but I can't see myself taking I wanted the to go with the Giants, but maybe they aren't maybe they aren't any good. I don't know. Yeah. All right, New England and Minnesota. Minnesota at home, two and a half point favorites. I'm gonna take the over forty two and a half, which sounds fucking crazy, I know. But I'm doing it. Yeah. I think that's what I'm on. I mean, it's just New England with the defense and the, the suspect offense. And by suspect, not very good offense. I don't think Minnesota's defense is that good. I just don't. I think, uh, but I also think that Minnesota's offense is pretty damn good. I'm going over 42 and a half. Yeah, that's my bet. Over 42 and a half for uh, this game. Okay. I'm going Patriots plus two and a half. Mm. Little bit, little bit of what you just said. I do think the Vikings' defense has been fortunate this year. I don't think they're as good as they've been playing before, barring last week. Yeah. Um. I know they're at home here. Um. And I, th- y'all got the over. You said over forty-two and a half. I do like that pick too. Um, put me on the over forty-two and a half as well. Okay. Um. And yeah, like you said, the Patriots' defense is rolling right now. I mean, they have the number one defense in the league. Belichick's got them, got them motivated right now. Um, do y'all think that was a block in the back? No, there was a lot of replays. No, no? I wouldn't have called it. Yeah. I don't even think he was going to be able to get him. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I don't like when it wasn't blatant. It wasn't like, oh fuck, he was about to get him, and it, then it was help. like, uh, maybe he could have got to him. Mm-hmm. Let the play play out. Yeah. He already it was one guy to beat, and he was past him. Yeah, I don't want to see that brought back over that call. That's I, probably I, what they were thinking with the call. Yeah, I, I'm perfectly okay with uh, with what we saw. Um, I think, but I think the Vikings' success this year has come f- solely from their offense. Their defense moves how their offense moves, in my opinion. Their offense has been playing lights out. Yeah. Um, and I think it was uh indicative last year of what, I mean, last week of what's to come this week. I think when you get a top tier defense like the Dallas Cowboys. Coming in there, I think they'll get some pressure on Kirk and make him. We know Kirk can make some dumb decisions. I think the Patriots and Matthew Judon could do the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we shall see. Uh, I hope that's not really the. I hope that's not the narrative because that doesn't bode well for the over. Um, Damn yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but right, give me the no. <laughs> But um, yeah, I don't know. It's a it's another tough one for sure. Yeah. All right, we go to Sunday. My first one Sunday, I'm taking the Bengals minus one and a half. Is Jamar coming back? He's supposed to practice. I think, yeah, I'm hoping he's back. As am I. (laughs) Because this is my fucking last chance. Y'all are done. Y'all are done. Don't you say that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I feel like the Bengals offense, like you said, Piran stepped up in the absence of Mixon. Will Mixon be able to go? I don't know. I... Concussion protocol, right? Yeah, he's got a he's got a clear concussion protocol. We'll see. Even without him, I I still I like Cincinnati's defense to be able to contain De- Derrick Henry, and then it's on Tannehill. I don't think he's going to move the chains like he did against the Packers. Um, I don't think he replicates that success. So I I'm going to take the Bengals minus one and a half here. It's a road game. I definitely don't like betting against home teams in the NFL getting points, but we're going to do it here. Are either one of y'all on this? No. No. I don't have any. I just have a Monday in my lock. I was going to go with six, but okay. I couldn't find anything I liked. Yeah. Okay. Um, You just have one more in your lock, Nick? 
Yeah, Monday night food foosball. I'll go. Um, I'm going Packers Eagles under forty six and a half here. Okay. Uh, both teams bode pretty good defenses. I know the Packers on and off sometimes, but overall they have a pretty good defense. Um, they they could get torched by these receivers, but then I also could see them playing some pretty good defense and locking them up. Uh, and I think the Eagles won't have any problems with the struggling Packers offense and Rodgers. They'll get to him. He'll make some shitty throws again. So I see this game going under. What stru- what uh, worries me with that is that uh, what's the weakness of the Eagles' defense? Anybody? What's their weakness? Yeah, what's their glaring weakness? Um, their front seven? Their inability to stop the run. That's why they went out and got Sue. They went out and got Linval. I think it was Linval Joseph. Who was, they got another D tackle. Perfect. Um, yeah, but you go pick them up <laughs> off the streets. <laughs> Linval Joseph was a beast back in yeah, the day. Yeah, well, he's Minnesota probably been eating like Who'd a beast. Who they get? Vince Wilfork. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones might have some success running the football here. So, which in turn obviously will make life easier for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, well, that'll eat up some clock too. Under forty six. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. The Eagles are kind of faltering a little bit. So, uh, realistically, the Colts had a very good chance of winning that football game. Yeah. Uh, and then they did. They and, did. And then the Eagles lost the week before. I think that this is a. I'm not on the Packers, but I think this is a good matchup for a struggling Packers offense that had definitely has the ability to run the football behind AJ Dillon, uh, and then obviously Aaron Jones as well. But I think this could be an AJ Dillon day for sure. Um, I'm going to take the Bears plus four and a half against the Jets. Zach Wilson's a shitbag. Didn't want to take any accountability. They're like, hey, do you feel like you let your defense down by only scoring three points when they only allowed three points up until the very end? So he said, no. Yeah. No. I saw With that. With fucking fat fucking cheeks. That stupid idiot. He <laughs> sucks, dude. He sucks so bad. Did you see Elijah Moore? They were like, uh, I forgot exactly what the reporter said, but like, do you, do you think like the chemistry is, is just off between you and Zach and – he was like, uh, well, I don't know. I don't get the ball. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah, like, that was a couple weeks damn. ago. Yeah. He said, yeah, he doesn't throw me the ball. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, shit, that's not Which good. Which is so weird. Why? I don't get it. He's yeah, good, dude. He was good. And last they drafted year. him high. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that whole saga. It, it It's really weird. I, did did he, uh, did they say if he dislocated his shoulder, Fields? Uh, They said he's playing through injury. Okay. Yeah, he played through. Yeah, he played. Oh, he came and back he, in the and game. He went in, yeah. yeah, yeah. He got carted off. He well, de- he certainly came back. Wow. He I, played. The up story in- I read was that he played through a dislocated shoulder. No, he Jeez. did. He was there. He was in there at the very end of the game. I watched it. Okay. I had, I had so Bears plus three. Play. Uh, and he addressed the locker room and said, "I let we let the defense down." Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've, that's the polar opposite of Zach Wilson's fucking. No, when he got crushed ass. against Clemson, his toughness there. Oh, you will never that? be questioned yes. again. No, he's. I a, thought he was out. I fucking yes. live bet Clemson. Bit. Was that yeah. early in the game where he got smoked? Yes. Yeah, I remember Dude, that. Dude, no, he he. In a college football playoff. I hope yeah. the Bears are like, maybe we'll draft another quarterback. <laughs> Bring him fucking on <laughs> right. down here, dude. Right. I would take him in a heartbeat. Um, all I have left is my lock. Yeah, me too. Same. All righty. Um, I'll let you go first. I'm on the Bengals. Okay, let's go. Jamal Chase, save my season, mother. Save it right here with 300 yards receiving and two touchdowns. Yeah, no, I like it. I feel like the Titans aren't that good. What? No. Tannehill 
There's Titans no way you keep it up. There's Dude. no way you keep it up. I see a pick in Sounds your like future. Somebody's lock is the Titans. No, man, but. What do you mean? The Bengals, I feel like, have legitimate uh, uh, chances again to make a postseason run, and they got off to a bad start this year. This is Burrow. the Bengals' time. Burrow. Dude, I'm with you. Burrow. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I do disagree with the Titans aren't that good. They're a pretty good football team. Not if you stop Derrick Henry. Burrow. Dude, but their defense is good. Nah, their defense is okay. Their defense is pretty good. You think damn they good. can make Burrow? <laughs> yeah. I think Jeffrey Simmons can get some pressure on him. <laughs> All right, Whatever. my lock of the week is... <laughs> The Browns plus three and a half against uh, at home against I like Tampa. That. The three and a half. I, I, Tampa could pull out this win, but with the Browns' defense, Miles Garrett, pin your ears back, go get Tom Brady. Life's over. His wife's fucking the the. His wife is fucking the Brazilian jiu-jitsu trainer. Yeah, that's what so I he heard. can't even do anything about it because he'd get his ass kicked. He also backed FTX, who robbed everybody blind. Tom yeah. Brady is going out like. Going out as sad as you could possibly go out. You're, you're, you come back. Well, you retire. Then you come back. Then your wife says, I'm leaving you if you don't leave. You ride it out with this shitbag team. And then your wife leaves you for the, for the Brazilian jiu-jitsu trainer. So, like I say, he can't, you can't go fight him. He'll kill you. Yeah. yeah, but I think Tom was training with him. Okay, well, so great. Might have learned yeah, so they were too. like, hey, Tom, go in the other room. With the other instructor, so that way you can get one on one. It just—it's not a good look. It's not a good look for Brady. He's not the goat anymore. You're not the goat if you if you're going out <laughs> like that. Come on, come on. Shit, he's gonna turn into Brett Favre. He's just gonna keep Brett coming Favre's back. Favre's a fucking great player. Yeah, dude. man. He's he got great. him to the actually. NFC championship they have a lot in common. Well, fucking Peyton. Um, what's his name? The coach that used to do for the Saints. Sean Payton <laughs> <laughs> used to do for the Saints. <laughs> they say him and Brady are linking up after this year. Oh, yeah. oh, go ahead. Whatever. Goodbye. I don't know where, though. No way. He's going to San Diego. They got Justin. I mean, uh, Los Angeles. They got Justin Herbert. That or he goes know. to Dallas. There's no yeah. way he doesn't go to Dallas or the Chargers. He's coming back. <laughs> that would be the weirdest <laughs> shit ever. Be like, why'd you fucking go for right. one year? Uh, whatever. I would be um, so happy if he came back. Oh, that would be great. It would be a redemption real. story for sure. Um, yeah, no, I'm taking the Browns plus three and a half. The defense is too good for a struggling Tampa offense. I understand that it looks like they might have righted the ship. I don't really think that they have. I just think the division's so bad that they can be mediocre and still win it. Um, I, the Browns defense is playing well. Jacoby Brissett's not playing bad either. So I understand they didn't do spectacular against the Bills, but that's the Bills, and the Buccaneers are not the Bills. So give yeah, me the- but I mean, they did do their job. I mean, like Nick said, they forced them to what five field goals yeah. last week. Yeah, so, yeah, the so, defense played well. Yeah, yeah. So give me the Browns plus three and a half as my lock of the week. What is uh, what is your lock? We touched that on touched on it already. It's also Bills minus nine and a half over the Lions. Okay. Yeah, second game in a row for the Bills in Detroit. They're used to it over there. And, uh, yeah, that is that is a key. Like, yeah, it's it's a road game, but it's road environment. But you don't have to go through the traveling the jet lag struggles, which I understand. Buffalo to Detroit's not that crazy, but and I think a lot of the public will overreact to nine and a half. The Lions have won three straight. Oh, it's too many points. No, I think the Bills trounce them here. Yeah, it's like yeah, the Lions about to rally off four straight. No, the Lions were that backdoor cover team. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now they're they're getting away from what was. We all had a good thing going with the Lions, and now they're trying to do too much. So. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. All but right. I'm also on the Colts plus two and a half. Did I say that? 
No, is that your no. lock? No. No, you didn't say that. But we, we missed it. Who are they playing? Um. Well, you missed it. Steelers on Monday Night Football. Monday Night, yeah. Oh, did right. say you had okay. a Monday pick. Yeah, Jeff Saturday nearly. I think Steelers suck. They do. I yeah. don't. They beat them Saints though. Yeah, and they uh, yeah. almost beat your Bengals. They, nah. No, they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did check. The Bengals were up thirty-seven to twenty-three, and then the Steelers scored. If yeah. Jamar was playing, what would the score have been? Shit, ninety-nine to four. <laughs> four. All right. To recap, mine <laughs> Thursday. <safeties. laughs> Uh, Thanksgiving Day, I'm going Buffalo, Detroit, over 54, and I'm taking Buffalo minus 9.5. Next game, I'm taking the Cowboys minus 9.5. Then we're taking the Patriots-Vikings over 42.5. This one is going to suck. This one's going to be frustrating. Good defense for the Pats, bad offense. It's not going to go well for a minute. We're going to need a defensive score, maybe a maybe a punt return touchdown. Um I hate that bet, if I'm being honest. I'm just going <laughs> to say it. Uh, Bengals minus one and a half. Bears plus four and a half. And my lock of the week is the Cleveland Browns plus three and a half. Tom Brady's life is over. I have Buffalo minus nine and a half. I have New York, Giants, Dallas over 45. I have New England, Minnesota over 42 and a half. I have Bengals minus 1.5 as my lock of the week and I have Colts. Colts are um Plus, minus two and a half. Okay, minus two and a half. I wrote it down wrong. I'm so, fairly sure they're minus two and a half. Probably yeah, I guess at home. Nice. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanksgiving Day. Uh I'm starting with my lock. Bills minus nine and a half over the Lions. I'm going to the Giants plus nine and a half over the Cowboys. I'm doing a little double dip again. It could bite me in the ass. We'll see. Patriots plus two and a half over the Vikings, and I'm hopping on the over 42 and a half with y'all. And then I'm going Packers, Eagles under 46 and a half. All righty. That is our picks for NFL week 12. Um, you're still rolling. I'm better than Joseph, but Joseph's turning it around. This is, I'm feeling very confident that this is going to be our most profitable week. Call that um, a, a hope. But if you don't have hope, you don't have anything. So, yeah, I pray. Amen, brother. Oh yeah, I'm, we might have to make a trip to the church because I was struggling, and then I go to that. I went to that church, and then I went positive. I'll be by one game, but positive. So maybe this um, we can go give thanks. Yeah. Have you been going still? I mean, look, <laughs> I see it. I know. What it's about in there, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I know what's going on with the rituals and no, you, else. you would be the rituals. Mm-hmm. Yes, the ritual they practice. Don't you go to church there? I have no comment. Okay. <laughs> I don't know do they not give about. you bread and call it the body? <laughs> and do they not give you blood, uh, wine, and call it the blood? Do you put, like I said, no comment. Does right? that not sound like a ritual to you? Whatever you want to call it, whatever. <laughs> Um, no, yeah, you'd, you'd be, you'd be shocked. The I'm lengths. losing all my bets. <laughs> Just not the ones that I'm on, please. Um, you'd be shocked the lengths I would go if you could guarantee me, if you could guarantee me a sweep of the board on both. Now I might go in there. I saw someone open the door and I kind of got a look. It looked like I might go in there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, take a video if you do. Let everybody know. Okay. You want me to get up on stage and. Yeah. Just. I don't know. Just take a video. I'll say all my bets. And then I'll light a candle. 
Honestly, that would probably be incredible. <laughs> that would probably. He hates call it. I mean, if you lose all your bets, then the if you lose all your bets after <laughs> doing that, then you gotta you gotta look you gotta look upward. Yeah. In question. Um. All right, episode one thirty four. Do you have anything to say before we go? Goodbye. Um. God bless us all. No happy Thanksgiving. Nothing. Yeah. Let's everybody. feast. Uh. All right. Episode one thirty four. Big easy bets. If you're listening on. Apple Podcasts or Spotify, if you want to head over to the YouTube page and hit subscribe, be our guest. We would appreciate it. If you're listening on YouTube and you haven't subscribed, go ahead and do that. Once we hit 200 subscribers, we will be doing a $200 giveaway. Shirt, hat, the whole nine yards. We did it for the $100. We will do it for the 200. Uh, nice. For the 200 subscriber mark. So you have nothing to lose. It's for free. Just hit subscribe. Help us. We help you by giving you these bets, and you can help us in return. So episode 134, y'all have going. Who dat? Dennis Allen's a piece of shit, though. We do! The house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. I've been practicing this because a little bit that I rushed. It felt like I rushed. That was good. I liked it.